Hello, friends. This is Janice, and welcome to In Full Flow, where we approach work and life topics in an actionable way in four phases, much like the seasons, a lunar cycle, or a menstrual cycle. This four-part series is on reframing goal setting, with a particular focus on every success seeker's favorite, the morning routine. We go into more depth on our four-phase approach in our intro episode, which is linked in the show show notes below. But to recap briefly, the four phases correspond to the phases of whichever natural cycle you're following or tracking. We call these phases inspiration, implementation, rewards and results, and rest and reset. Each phase corresponds to the energy of the same season, lunar phase, or menstrual phase. It's the spring season when we're recording this, a.k.a. the waxing moon, also called the follicular phase. That's the one right after a woman's period. This is our inspiration phase. So in this inspiration episode, we'll start by busting out the small man's lens to look at the cultural association of early risers with success. And if you've beaten yourself up in the past over not being consistently bright eyed at dawn, hand is raised over here, biology may give us enough reasons to give ourselves some grace. At the end of this and every episode, we'll present some ideas and action steps for you to observe and and experiment with your own morning routine. And you can do that as early as tomorrow. Hi there, this is Janice. And Jessica, and you're listening to In Full Flow, a show about how to find true work-life balance for people who aren't men, because the vast majority of advice out there about how to succeed in business and life is rooted in male biology. So if you were born with female neurology and biology, like ovaries, uteruses, and the female pelvis, or if your body runs on the estrogen-progesterone hormone operating system, usually called the menstrual cycle or you care about someone who does, this show is for you. All of those tips and tricks about how to be high-achieving, high-performing, and productive while also being fit, healthy, and happy come from systems built by men for men. But women aren't small men, and we need to stop beating ourselves up about that. So if you've ever tried and failed at the latest fitness craze or even old standby career advice for highly effective people, maybe it's not that you couldn't hack it. Maybe it's that the advice wasn't designed for you. So join us on our journey as we call BS on all the bad advice preached to women based on male biology and unpack the systems of bias and privilege to find the habits, strategies, and mindsets that might actually work for you. And if you like what you hear, join us in our Facebook group to continue the conversation. Enjoy the show. In this episode of In Full Flow, we're going to be talking about the myth of the morning routine. And if you've ever heard, um, I think we've all heard this quote by Benjamin Franklin, early to bed, and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I mean, that in itself it just kind of paints the picture for you. Um, you mean the man part? The Jessica. man part. This is Jessica. The man part. <laughs> um, as far as 
we always hear about, especially in in business and productivity, about how setting up the morning, the morning routine, um, and this usually the place where we all start when we want to be more productive. We look toward um, advice that often points to a morning routine, but there are um, there are a lot of myths around the morning routine that um, that that are really based around male biology and yeah. don't uh, don't put female biology into account as far as morning routine is concerned. So basically, we're here to talk about how um, we can modify morning routine or well, let's dispel the myth first. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's talk about the myth. Let's talk about biology, baby. You know, yes. my favorite, favorite subject in the whole wide world. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell us, Jessica, break it down. Break it down. So the first important thing when you're talking about, you know, the answer of like, do something in the morning. So whether it's fitness, oh, start exercising first thing in the morning, whether it's meditation, oh, meditate for some morning, whether it's goal setting, oh, write down your goals or do your one thing first thing in the morning. It's always first thing in the morning. And it assumes that this is like the natural biological state for most humans. It's not. Like regardless of gender, we know that about 40% of the populace is morning people, larks. They will happily just naturally get up first thing in the morning. You might notice a sarcasm in my voice because I'm not one of them. I, my father is. So I spent my entire childhood having this fun experience of like him being chipper in the morning and me being like, please, please, please let me be up 10 minutes before you start talking to me, please. <laughs> but that's 40% of the populace. 30% is considered night owls. And then there's this indeterminate group that's another 30%. Um, if they have a special name, let me know. I'm just saying indeterminate group because I know of no fancy name for these people. Um, and they tend more towards morning, but, you know, think like less getting up with the sunrise at four or five in the morning and more like maybe eight or nine. So if we do the math, 60% of the populace is not springing out of the bed, springing out of bed when the sunrise comes up. And yet all of our advice is about do the, do the thing first thing in the morning and morning is always super early. (laughs) So this is the first biology issue. So regardless if you have male or female biology, Chances are, statistically, many of the people listening fall into that 60% that don't want to be up at 4 or 5 a.m. when the sun comes up. Yeah, basically, (laughs) the 60% of us who are not larks are forcing ourselves, (laughs) are really working hard to be successful, in air quotes, Mm -hmm. um, as successful as the larks. But, I mean, we probably all know a lark that we don't consider successful. (laughs) Yeah, but also because we have this healthy, wealthy, and wise idea um, and because we talk about being most productive in the morning and things along those lines, and we tend to glorify. You see this a lot for business leaders. Oh, you know, the business leaders who get up or who had the least sleep or all of these things, these are arguably more biological anomalies than they are for the majority of the people. So we're rewarding and glorifying the smaller minority anomaly percentage of the populace versus actually talking about what might support the larger percentage of the populace. And, and that, I mean, that's a big issue. And this, this is where it also plays into male and female biology. But before I get to that, I wanted to also mention um, there's real money on the table 
for just the morning versus night owl thing. When you start looking at careers, when you start looking at people who get promotions, you know, the folks who come mm-hmm. into the office happy and springy first thing in the morning are perceived to be, quote, unquote, better workers. Right. And that's also something that then, again, plays into the female and male biology. So let's let's get into that. So men do have a hormone cycle. We always talk about female biology and how we have a hormone cycle. And, yes, we love the menstrual cycle here and the, and the um, you know, infradian rhythm, which is the 28-ish day cycle. But male, men also have a 24-hour hormone cycle. Uh, you might have heard it called the circadian rhythm. Female biology has this too. Female biology just has two hormone cycles. So let's think about the difference of it this way. One is, you know, the earth rotating every day. And the other is the earth rotating every day and the moon moving around the earth. So it has extra complexity and interactions. And it's not that the earth doesn't still turn every day. It's that if you're on the moon, your perception is a little bit different of the earth every day as you move through that 28-day cycle, right? So please don't hear from this that the circadian rhythm doesn't affect female biology. It does. It's just not the only driving force. And this is where you end up with the issue is it being the primary and pretty much only driving force of male biology. Um, Again, like with the larks, folks with female biology start feeling like they're defective or like they're not doing all the things or this advice that works didn't work for them because they don't know that they're going to have a slightly different experience as they move through that 28-day cycle too. Mm -hmm. So the male hormone cycle is in the morning, testosterone and cortisol is at the highest of every day. So you, you get energy and communication and laser focus that gets stuff done. Does this sound like any of the productivity advice you've ever heard? Afternoon, usually testosterone is declining. So this is more when you might become less like go, go, go or Nike's just do it and move to socializing and connecting. So pitches, networking, hello, power lunch and happy hour. Do these sound like things that you encounter in the work world? And then evening, testosterone is basically at its lowest for the day. So this is where you consider, this is considered the recharge portion of the day. Now, yes, this is also very like the lark male biology, right? But this is, this is what we hear. And you can just see almost all the, all your productivity advice, you know, uh, also, this idea that the times you would recharge are pretty much in the evening of your workday and on the weekends. And that has nothing to do with where you might be in your cycle if you have female biology. You might have days, which we'll get to in later episodes, where there are certain days that are critical for you recharging versus because of where you are in your cycle versus you can just recharge in the evenings or on the weekends and then repeat your work days or the other routines again and again and again and again. And that's really the big thing where, once again, just like with larks, since the work world and the entire world is made for male biology, if you've got female biology and you follow all of these things and they kind of work, but that may be why you are struggling is you are expecting yourself to show up like a small man every day. You knew you were, you knew I was going to say that because if you listen to this podcast, you'll hear that a lot. Right, Janice? <laughs> <laughs> there always has to be the point where you recognize Maybe I am trying to be like a small man. Yeah. It's the, the small man window, the small man lens. Small man lens. That's what we need to call it, the small man small lens. Small man lens. So that's the point that is the small man lens. If you are, we're not, we're not um, 
totally dissing the morning routine, but no, no habits are habits are wonderful. But there are also if you've ever found yourself um, beating yourself up around why I can't maintain this morning routine every single day um, or by week three in the month, I just I I just stop doing it and mm-hmm. I don't know why. But mm-hmm. then, you know, two weeks later, you're like, oh, why? I could probably do this morning routine again. Like, don't stop. Basically, it, there is um, you, you can work in a range, basically. The, this yeah. is one of the ideas that we're going to bring up with you is that you can work in a range as far as a morning routine is concerned. And especially if you're not a lark, maybe one thing to consider is that um, it's not a morning routine, but it's a waking routine. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, let's, let's start being like the larks are the best. So it always must be morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them all the credit. <laughs> so even by just, um, reframing that as a waking ritual or a waking practice. Some of us don't like the word routine. I'm one of these people who don't like the word routine. It feels Me very too. <laughs> it feels restrictive. It feels like overly structured. Um and it feels like a checklist. Yeah. I don't need any more checklists in my life. I love checklists too, but I I oh. don't want to do a routine. <laughs> but it also gives this idea of to me, routine feels very mechanistic. And yes. while I think habits are amazing, um, for me, the part of having a, a wake-up um, practice or ritual, you'll hear me say both, is the intent behind it. So this is also one of those things I think we hear a lot about in goal-setting language is do X, Y, Z, right? Like check off all of these boxes and you will get X results. It's very formulaic. It doesn't doesn't take into account differences between humans, let alone that, you know, there might be biological differences between humans. It just it it treats every human like they're the exact same widget that fits into the exact same system that you have created. And if you don't fit into that system, then it's a you problem and not Mm -hmm. a your system is not conducive to the wide range of humanity and the wide range of lived experiences. And you see that all the time especially in the business world um, and in the productivity field and in goal setting. And those are all kind of things that interchange between each other. Um, And yeah, so, you know, I'm, you will hear that neither of us are a fan of like one size fits all cookie cutter because it don't work. (laughs) Like it just doesn't. Well, and it's a sure indication if it's being presented to us as a one one solution for everything, that there's probably some sort of male biology bias being used. Well, Definitely. it's just never just, it's never just one solution for everything and everybody. And it doesn't even have to be male biology bias. It, it's, it's just, there's automatically a bias. It does. Mm-hmm. If you are an expert and you cannot talk about the subtleties of things like privilege and how that plays in, into the roles, um, if you can't talk about how, different cultures. I mean, there's also this assumption that like you create the system and it should be transportable to other cultures, right? Like that makes no sense to me. Um, 
that every culture would approach things the exact same way. So like if you have, if you are listening to expert and they give you a, just do this one thing and it will solve all your problems. That's BS. Like it's a great marketing pitch. It gets people to buy things all the time. And this is, you know, what drives some of my clients crazy. Sometimes they're like, why can't you just give me that one thing? I'm like, because that's not what living like a human is like. I can give you a, a category of things that all attain the same result. And the, our goal is to find the thing that works for you in that category and helps move your biology in the particular way we want to move it. But what worked for me may not work for you. We just, you know, and that's why I question quote unquote experts who seem to have the one thing that they, of course, sell or teach that will work for everyone in all circumstances, (laughs) never seeming to like, be able to interact with the subtlety. And I get that there's a difference between marketing messages and between their actual work. But I think if you're going to talk about something for any small length of time, you're going to be interviewed on a podcast. If you aren't acknowledging subtlety, if you aren't at least being like, I can't get into that now, but there are these other things that factor that play into this, then yeah, I I call BS. So we'll be talking about morning routines more over the next couple episodes but every episode is going to have a set of action steps and it's not action steps that you have to do all of them but maybe it's a place to start Mm -hmm. um, as far as building awareness so just kind of a range of possible possible actions possible things that you can do differently or be more aware of so that um and then we'll have some more action steps and more things to break down um in the episodes that follow this one. So one action step that I really like that um, Jessica, you brought this one up is mm-hmm. the anchoring habit um, yeah. to either notice what is your anchoring habit in your waking up. Um, and if you don't have one, you can try to pick one and build one. Now, If you look through all the kind of morning routine type of literature, the anchoring habit um, is, can be, well, I don't know, you can have a a whole list of anchoring habits that you do. But there are three things that the anchoring habit, I won't say that the one anchoring habit does, but if you look at different experts, there are three types of anchoring habits that that um I don't know they just kind of anchor to yeah. that a person can anchor with and one is um increasing blood flow and adrenaline adrenaline that would be pumping it up right that's pump it up yeah we broke yeah, it down into pump it up calm it down or write it down yeah let's do the bullet points first and I mean, so the idea why Janice is talking about an anchoring habit is uh, if you've done any look looking into habit research, um, we are creatures of routines. Like we create these little patterns and we do automatic things. You know, if you've ever accidentally on, say, the weekend started driving to work because you got close to your <laughs> got close to the, the uh, drive you usually take and you're like, oh, shoot that. I mean, that's an example of habit taking over. So habits, fantastic, but habits always start with that first anchoring thing. And the thing I love and that I think I mentioned this earlier, 
Janice, when you were talking beforehand, that I always find hilarious is someone's like, oh, first thing in the morning, I exercise. First thing in the morning, I edit, meditate. And I'm like, no, if we're really being honest, first thing in the morning is you probably get up and go pee and brush your teeth. For sure. Right. And, and that's an important distinction. I know it sounds funny because that one habit of like brushing your teeth is the actual trigger, like the actual anchor on which you can build all sorts of habits. That's There's this thing called habit chains. And so it's like the first thing that I do, and then I – it's if you think of it like computer programming, it, it's the if-then logic. If I do A, then I do B, then I do C, or a flow chain, like this can lead to all of these things. And so that's what you want to do when you're building a habit. The boxes, the like calm it out, calm it down, pump it up, write it down, that's how – I tend to think of the categories of things people preach that you should do in the morning. So you're going to hear meditation really all, all, commonly. Commonly. I can say that word. Um, so that's calm it down. You're going to do something that is calming your nervous system down. So anything that's breath work related pretty much does that. So that can be meditation. That can be singing. That could be chanting. That could be um, prayer, especially if you say it out loud. Um, I say say it out loud because calming down your nervous system is usually stimulating your vagus nerve. And so breath work can do that, but also sound. So singing really stimulates the, the vagus nerve. But the idea is that in the morning to set yourself up for success, or I just said the word morning, when you wake up to set yourself up for success. See, this is what happens even when you're aware of it, the programming. The programming creeps in. It's so strong. It's so strong. Um you know, you, to set yourself up for success for the day, you, you create a moment of calm. And you find that, you know, before you get into the hecticness of the day, you find that moment of calm. But that doesn't have to be a huge elaborate ritual. That could be literally like one mindful breath. That could be a quote you love. That could be listening to a song that really calms you down. Like, that's where we get into the humanness of this is the box. What is the thing that's there. Maybe you already do it. I love making tea in the morning. So if I deliberately intentionally like boil the water and pull out, you know, smell the different teas, which one do I want to do? Like, and I'm present in the moment and I'm engaging all my senses and I'm breathing. I don't need to add meditation. Not um, please, please don't know. Please, please don't take this. I don't want hate mail about not meditating. (laughs) I do in fact meditate. I'm trying to make the point of there's maybe a minimum effective dose. Or there's maybe something you're already doing, because that's the other thing that really drives me nuts about a lot of morning routines. Um, Here's this laundry list of things you're supposed to do, and you're not supposed to do it just briefly. You're supposed to do it for X amount of time, and then ideally you grow X amount of time, right? Like it's not good enough to just start meditating for a minute a day or two minutes a day. You now need to get to a 20 or 30-minute practice, and then maybe you might do it twice a day. And, again, if that is beneficial to you and that is something that – really floats your boat and really works for your lifestyle and really works for like what you need kind of support you need right now thumbs up but when it becomes this prescription and then this thing you can't meet because it's maybe not where you actually find your groove because remember we have two more boxes then that's where folks start beating themselves up about oh well I can't meditate or oh I can't do this is that I think we mentioned in a previous episode, we're both recovering perfectionists. It's that like perfectionism thing where you beat yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) When it's not perfect. When it's not perfect, when it's not ideal, when it's not, you know, everything that I have checked on the boxes. And, you know, we, we, we just want you to like know that. So box, 
two. Do you want to do the write it down box? Write it down. Yes. This is this because it's one of my favorites. Um, this, this one, I sometimes um, insert a swear word in there, but we're not going to say it so right, I don't get in trouble. Write blank down. down. <laughs> I just have to put that in there because, I mean, no, it's all you, Dennis. <laughs> so writing it down is if you've ever looked at um, Julia Cameron's morning pages. So mm-hmm. it, she has a whole, uh, pres- I say prescription, but a whole system around um, doing morning pages, how many pages, what do you want to, you know, what are you going to write about? And basically it's like the brain dump in the morning. Yep. Um, but that's just one way of writing it down. But the idea around writing it down first thing upon waking, maybe first thing upon after peeing and brushing teeth <laughs> is that you're clearing your mind from any clutter or even if it's just a list of things to remember that you wanted to remember, like just writing it down and getting it somewhere so your brain isn't having to carry it before it moves into the the bulk of your day. So it can be journaling. It can be um, the morning pages like Julia Cameron's is. Um, like I said, there's a whole range around it. I've discovered with myself that... Um, I used to do this very, I was very disciplined about at least one page every day. And that wasn't until, until I had my daughter <laughs> and then <laughs> until, that, until a new life came into my life and my whole life had to, had to shift around a bit because there was no energy for that in the morning or whenever we were waking up. So now that she's a little older, there's a different kind of routine around it. And I noticed myself writing it down on weekend mornings because that's an easy time for me to make sure everybody is still asleep and still be able to write, to get that time for myself to write things down. Um, And I don't put any minimums around it. Like I must write two pages, Mm -hmm. just like whatever, whatever I have time for. Um, So. And it doesn't have to be like, I've done the morning pages, um, and I know people are like, that's a lot to write. It could be a, a five-note list of, like, three things you're great, five things you're grateful for, right? Yeah. Like, it, the idea of writing it down is there is all sorts of, of fun neurology stuff about, like, when you write things down, how you react to them. So you write down, A, to let things go, like you're just processing it out, and sometimes also to motivate yourself, like, I'm committing to doing this thing. So the mm-hmm. other writing it down you sometimes see, see is the, like, do the one thing. So you, you write down the things you need to accomplish today and, like, what's the one thing I really need to do, right? right? And sometimes it's not the big thing. Sometimes it's the thing that's been nagging you. So there, there's a, you know, writing it down is a fantastic way to play with your neurology and your motivation and your mental state. So, hey, yay, great box. But find the thing within that box that actually fits with your lifestyle right now. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. When you have this idea of boxes, when baby comes along. And you can no longer do the morning routine that you previously had. And you you don't have to completely throw it out. And you're not a failure. You just need to tweak it. And you need to find what fits in that box now today that works for you. And I think a lot of us had that in 2020 with all of our routines changing oh, yeah. and struggling with that. Because if you had something that's worked for you for years and no one's ever explained 
types of boxes and how they motivate your biology, it can feel really struggling uh, and difficult to like make the change. You start feeling like, well, I can't do X anymore. There must be something wrong with me. It's like, well, your circumstances have changed. So that's the other part that we'll get into in a little bit is uh, we're going to give you a preview of like the next three episodes because we deliberately are tackling subjects. If you have listened to our intro in, you know, the monthly cycle. Um, So you will notice that we might have things that we'll talk about later, like the minimum effective dose for each of these boxes, because some of these boxes may be more important during different types of your cycle. So you want to have a morning routine that has that flexibility to allow you to move through your cycle or to allow you to move through the life cycle of like single, or maybe you will be someone who parents, or maybe you will be someone who caregives for someone else, or, you know, maybe your work circumstances will change or your life circumstances will change. It could be because of biology. It could be just because you moved or a pandemic hit. (laughs) (laughs) So the last box, pump it up. This is where everyone's like, I work out first thing in the morning and it's the best thing for your biology. And really a lot about that is, and I am taking this one because I am the super kinesthetic person, is a lot about it is I we pick pump it up. Janice picked pump it up because she summarizes perfectly um, is kind of like getting your adrenaline going, getting some of the things that in your body are like motivating factors, serotonin up, you know, getting them up and motivated. And this can be actually really important for non-larks because Mm -hmm. you don't have this, you know, little surge that's already happening um, biologically because you're like, yay mornings, your body, your body is like, um, not so yay mornings. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, using these things, that might be something that, that you lean on. And it it's usually something that gets your heart rate going, that gets your breathing rate accelerated. Um, there are actually uh, meditation techniques, if you think of like breath of fire and yoga, that kind mm-hmm. of, because you're, you're almost panting, that kind of like stimulate that nervous system the same way as, say, going for a run, going for a run and or I don't run, but like dancing to really fast paced music, which is what I do in the morning to like pump me up. So I get the like the sound and I sometimes sing and I dance and like this is like my little jam session for a song in the morning. And that's how I know I can pump myself up and I can do longer or shorter. Um, Some people love to run. Some people, you know, might enjoy the dance break. Some folks might want to weight train. Like there are all sorts of things you can do in the morning that get you that like really physical kinesthetic kinesthetic thing and and also all those biological triggers and having said that one of the important things I want to point out like a through line for all three of these boxes biologically is almost all of them are about helping you get into the present moment so you're calming down your nervous system so that you're not worrying about the things that you can't control that are behind you, you know, that I love the serenity with prayer, grant me the, you know, was it the grace to accept the things that cannot change the courage to change the things I get can and the wisdom to know the difference. Like mm-hmm. that's what being present in the moment means. So when you are jumping up and down and pumping it up, um, you, you're feeling your body. You're, you have to be present in, in the moment or, you know, you might like stumble into something or drop a weight or hurt yourself. <laughs> when you're writing it down, frequently you are letting go of, the things in the past that are bothering you that you can't change, um, you know, that brain dump that Janos is talking about. Um, or maybe you're doing a little bit of future casting and you're writing down, okay, these are the things I need to accomplish today, but 
this is the one thing I really need to accomplish to feel good at the end of the day. Like you're doing, you're deliberately using our obsession about the future and our obsession about the past to actually help you by bringing into the present moment. And yeah, so that, that's, those are kind of like the, the boxes, the three boxes we like. The three boxes that if you look at most people's suggestions or prescriptions or really rigid, this is the thing you should do every, every morning. And there are books out there. You will find tons um. of them, tons of them. And if you start reading enough of those and looking at enough of those, you will notice themes and patterns and pretty much almost all of them hit these three boxes. Some of them hit these, some of these boxes multiple times in multiple ways, but generally those like three biological categories and, and like what we're trying to do with our brain and our state and how we feel are all hit. Some action steps that you can take with you are being aware of, well, maybe if you uh, calling it a waking ritual or a waking practice, right. Instead of a morning routine, um, uh, let's see. It, see, be aware if you already have an anchoring habit that you mm-hmm. do upon waking, something that signals to your body, to your mind that, um, all right, we're starting our day. <laughs> we're starting the day now. Um, and we were talking about the different types of anchoring habits. I mean, going to the peeing and brush your teeth, that can be an anchoring habit already so you might you might already have it in there if you're looking to add on something think about one of these we've given a bunch of examples between calming it down pumping it up and writing it down um but any of those examples or any variation thereof that Mm -hmm. you might want to try over the next couple days and see how it makes you feel at um when you're for the rest of the day if it sets you up for the rest of the day so but please don't hear that we think you need to pick one from each box now and start no. doing it. So, you know, that's why we're talking about, like, what are the things you're actually already doing? Maybe you already things have things in your morning routine that you can just make a little more intentional, like I said, with making the tea, right, for that mindful moment. So this is not create the elaborate routine that is going to be checking off all the boxes. This is like, where am I at? And then looking at these categories, is there something I'm missing? Maybe I will pick a habit and try it. Or is there something I'm really drawn to? Like for me personally and for when I work with clients, the most motivating thing and the thing I ask all the all the time is like, what's your intuition telling you? We're, We're doing lifestyle change. So it doesn't have to happen instantly. It's not pop a magic pill and everything changes. So like, what do you actually want to do? So at the end of every single one of our episodes, when we talk about action items, please always use the filter. Hey, what do you, 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 the human that you are, not the human next to you or the human behind the mic, actually want to do? Mm -hmm. We're just presenting some options that can be modified. So feel free to try one of those. And if you've tried one of those and it is or isn't working out or something that you notice um, since listening to this podcast and trying out one of these action items, um, let us know. Let us know how it worked out for you. Thank you for listening to In Full Flow. 
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our podcast with a friend to get the word out about how we can stop living life like small men and start living life in full flow. To continue the conversation, join our mailing list. Get updates on future episodes, inside stories, and instant access to all our freebies.